Go ahead and show us some love on whatever platform you're using to listen. And check out our website, planetfearpodcast.com, for ways to follow us on social media, contact info, and more. Have you ever been in a cult? Have you ever been in one? Are you in one now? Do you need help? <laughs> That's your intro. That's a great start. I mean, how else do you start a conversation about cults? The world is a fearful place. We are surrounded by people and things that would do us harm. Some walk among us every day, while others lurk in the shadows, a threat unknown. Join us as we discuss all of the things that frighten us most, from the paranormal and unknown, to the true and horrific crimes committed by our very own kind, with Matt Knapp and Lauren Smith on Planet Planet Fear. A cult is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs, or by its common interest in the particular personality, object, or goal. So how many things just ran through your head that could be a cult? (laughs) Still going. Yeah. Everything? So many things. School? Right? So, like, my whole thing with cults, because, you know, we have a whole list of cults that we want to cover on this show. Right. Because they're scary. They're a scary thing. And the scariest thing to me about cults is that it's so easy to become part of one. And people don't understand that. They hear the, oh, my gosh, there was this cult that, you know, like Jonestown and all of that. But they don't understand how easy it is to become a part of that and get sucked into it for certain people. That is what makes a cult so scary to me is that the human monsters that make cults prey on those who are most easily swayed towards their beliefs or for their cause or whatever. And those people have no idea what's really going on in the cult and they join and end up in this horrible situation. It's just, it really is easy to become part of that. So let's tear down the fourth wall for a moment. Isn't that what it's called? (laughs) I think so. Um, Comic book language. Whenever we started talking about this subject, Mm -hmm. doing a show on this subject, Mm -hmm. I was very apprehensive. Yes. To certain aspects of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which caused you to have second thoughts yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. This was not... An intentional action by myself, but um, (laughs) But because I mean, it's a fine line whenever you start looking at actual cults and actual definitions of cults Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I've put a lot of thought behind this subject. Uh, You know, you went on your giant (laughs) Bigfoot tour recently, right? uh, Which is where we've been, in case anybody missed us. But during that time, I've thought a lot about this, and the thing that scares me about cults the most is the fact that they're this hugely dangerous thing Mm -hmm. that can become extremely powerful, but they're kind of like a snake. 
Mm-hmm. They can just lay there amongst the leaves and you won't even notice that they're there. Mm-mm. All this stuff is happening right out in front of people without them even knowing it. Right. I mean, you could literally live next door to a cult and think, oh, well, those people are kind of weird. They keep to themselves or whatever. I think it's some weird religious group or something and not realize that mm-hmm. it's actually a cult and actually uh, the bad, evil things that are happening inside. That. Right. And that's so one of the things that gave Matt and I pause on this episode is that, unfortunately, a vast majority of the cults use religion to uh, bring their message to their followers and they use it uh, to, you know, make a cult. And so the, the thing that gave us pause is that we don't want anybody to think that we believe that religion is a cult or church is a cult or anything like that because that's not what we're about just unfortunately a lot of these examples do have to do with religion um or people using religion in a nefarious way um but just know from the get-go we are not bad-mouthing the church or anything like that any we religious are, beliefs. Any religious beliefs. We are just giving the facts. That are Religions right. aren't necessarily cults, but cults can be religions. Are most often religions. Yeah. Um, cults, you know, they got a bad rep because of people following religious practices or having beliefs that were unorthodox. So when cults first were formed, they would have their thing that was a little bit different from the commonly practiced religion. So they would spin off into a different sect and do their thing and they would be called a cult. Which is what this country was founded on. <laughs> Pretty much. Just, I mean, and again, here, like we're saying, we're not trying to be offensive. This is just what it is. Do the research. I mean, this is history. The scary things about cults is that, you know, religion, it offers hope to everybody mm-hmm. and it offers you know something that people can believe in and be part of and all of that but cults manipulate that they use it to manipulate people so cults often use behavior modification on their followers um, they use thought stopping techniques um, they usually instill like an us versus them mindset that's that's something that you can is different from religion it's a is more of a cult thing like I, I think a big part of it also to define or have a sort of a defining line is the way that cults isolate their members right, right. from families friends anybody that's not a part of the cult right so the four basic parts of a cultic group that usually can be seen across the board is one, there's a charismatic leader. Two, there's a transcendent belief system. Three, there are systems of control. And four, there are systems of influence. The systems of control is what you were saying, you know, instilling that us versus them attitude. And so there's a there was a cult and there was a woman who ran it out of, I, be, I believe, Tennessee. And she had like super poofy blonde hair like teased bangs up to the sky like the higher the hair the closer to god type of thing and (laughs) she used religion and weight loss to build a cult of followers and it got to the point where they would i mean they were saying things like 
got to be thin to get through the gates of heaven and, and using this thing. And it got to the point where they would be doing Bible study. And if somebody spoke out against her or like wised up, they would go away like she would kick them out and tell everybody, oh, they wore the mark of the beast and they were evil and all of this and turn everybody against that person for them becoming wise. Yeah, I I, I don't think that sort of behavior happens a lot in normal situations of religion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> if somebody decides to change churches or quit yeah. going or misses a week or whatever. Right. I don't think they're going to come out to like notes on their cars or like, like their cat's yeah. dead or something. You didn't tithe. You are the, <laughs> yeah. the beast. You're the mark. You know, you have the mark of the beast. You're the devil. Um, yeah. It's extreme stuff like that. You and know? just on a personal note, I have no way of proving this. <laughs> but on a personal note, you know, I've watched several documentaries on cults researched it a lot because it's been an interest over the years Mm -hmm. my own personal opinion is that a lot of these cult leaders are lying about their intentions Mm -hmm. they're not in it for the big payoff that they're selling everybody right they're in it for the power and the control over a group of people because you have a lot of cults out there Mm -hmm. that happen to include the leader of the cult getting to have sex with all the women right right but nobody else is allowed to yeah or if you join the cult and you're already previously married you have to let the leader sleep with your wife yes yeah and to me Mm -hmm. i just don't think that sounds very religious that was branch davidian yeah it's a lot of them it's a lot of them yeah for sure but that one was branch davidian specifically branch davidian or waco for those that don't know Um, that was specifically something that he did. And actually one of the guys was one of his best friends and he was really, really upset Mm -hmm. because he couldn't touch his wife and he was really upset about it. So yeah, that is definitely something. Um, I saw a YouTube comment and it just really struck me and I said it to someone and I think they got offended, but I'm going to say it anyway, because for this, it's perfect. It it really does hit home. And it said, if someone is telling you that God told them something that he apparently forgot to tell the rest of us and only they know about it, you're probably in a cult. There's just not that many messiahs out there, in my opinion. I don't think that would be how it worked. Yeah. Um, I guess once again, uh, can you prove it? No. Yeah. So you have people that have made these claims in the past mm-hmm. that have started religions. Mm-hmm. And I read an interesting article that was quoting some, you know, religious professors and things, you know, well-studied individuals on the <laughs> subject matter who were talking about, you know, okay, well, what's the difference between religion and a cult? And a lot of them said that really the only defining factor is time to see how the group progresses over time because a cult tends to follow a leader. And then once you remove that leader, the cult dies. Mm -hmm. It goes away. But in some cases, uh, the Adventists, for instance, Mm -hmm. were based on the teachings of a woman in the 1800s, I believe, after she died uh they went on to form the seventh day adventists mm-hmm. and continue to be a practicing religion mm-hmm. uh scientology with l ron hubbard another 
situation right. where they followed the teachings of L. Ron Hubbard, but then once he was dead, they continued the religion. Right. And one could argue, though, <laughs> that a lot of these groups are still pretty culty. I mean, the Mormon church is the Mormon church. It's based on a lot the of questions teachings. there. It's, it's, it, I mean, it is. And it, yeah, it sucks to say that. And, and we're not trying to be offensive. We are just having the conversation. Whenever the I was younger, I right attended now. a Mormon church mm-hmm. and it was, I was taken there by my grandma and there was never any, I didn't know that it was a Mormon church until I was older because to me there is nothing yeah. different about it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't brought up in the wear the religious underwear thing and all that. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of, well, not a lot, but I know Mormons. I, I'm friends with some Mormons. The same. And they're all great people. Right. Yes. But then I hear about other the Mormon extremists. sects that, you know. <laughs> yes. And I think that's what a lot of cult, you know, can be defined as yeah. is extremist ex- religious groups. The extreme. It, and it is. It's. Um, so again, the definition is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs. So it's when it's just a little much. Well, like you were saying, uh, the vast majority of them use religion, but mm-hmm. then are completely unorthodox with their teachings. Right, exactly. And because we all know religion is power, mm-hmm. it offers a lot of power because you're giving people hope something to believe in that is extremely powerful yeah believing in something you can't see and something giving you hope and love and you know that fulfillment it's huge absolutely and unfortunately there are people who maybe even start out with the right it could be the right thing in their heart and the power twists them yeah you know that's also a thing so there are several different types of cults Which is scary that there are so many types. Um, so they they come in a variety of shapes and sizes. Eastern cults, those are characterized by the belief in spiritual enlightenment and reincarnation, attaining the Godhead, um, Nirvana. You know, usually the leader draws from and distorts an Eastern-based philosophy or religion, such as you know Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, or Sufism. I'm not pronouncing those correctly. That's fine. <laughs> Sometimes members learn to disregard worldly possessions, you know, take on a celibate lifestyle, stuff like that. Um, fasting, dietary restrictions, all of that. Then you have religious cults. Those are marked by the belief in a god or some higher being, salvation, and the afterlife, sometimes combined with an apop- apocalyptic view. Because... I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of the <laughs> worst cults, yeah. it's you have to give me all your power so I can save you from the end. Right. The doom is upon us. So um, basically the leader interprets scripture from the Bible, Quran, whatever, and often claims to be a prophet, if not the Messiah. Typically the group's pretty strict, uh, sometimes using physical punishments, paddling, birching, particularly of the children. And members are encouraged to spend a lot of time uh, praying and and proselytizing to the leader. Practices and influence techniques include speaking in tongues, chanting, praying, isolation, lengthy study time, 
faith healing, self-flagellation, and many hours spent evangelizing, witnessing, or making public confessions. Which makes you think, to me, makes me think of the old tents and like there's a person up there like, you are healed. Wow, the old revival tents. Yeah, yeah, that's what that makes me think of, like snake oil, Yeah, you know? Um, so we have that. Some of them. Some of them. Okay, not all. We're Again, this is some, not all, but we are talking about cults. And sadly, exactly. that is something that they do. Um, then you have political, racist, or terrorist cults. I won't really go like super into that because we all get it. That's, you know, if, if, if Waco or Jonestown don't come to mind when you think of cults, then usually this is going to come to mind. Yeah. So you also have psychotherapy, human potential, and mass transformational cults. So those involve, you know, like someone who seems to be omniscient Mm -hmm. and they're like a super therapist or super life coach. And, you know, they um, have all these group encounter sessions, intense probing and like, you know, hypnosis and trance induction. I would think Charles Manson because a lot of these are achieved by drugs and stuff like that. Yeah. But like his was a little more. He wanted to. Yeah. Yeah have and i need you guys to go out and kill these pigs for me man <laughs> well i was thinking this more like he literally slept with every single woman oh yeah that was there and so i think that was kind of his motivation but then he was like let's see how far i can push him and so that one to me is charles manson um this one's really funny to me okay not funny haha but like boy the things that come to mind commercial and multi-marketing cults okay so mm-hmm. that's actually a pretty big one yeah uh, which is terrifying a lot a lot of you ladies (laughs) out there buying into these makeup groups to sell makeup and you're going to make millions of dollars pyramid scheme you often hear these cults called pyramid schemes Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but in some instances especially i have found in the sector of supplements like take this pill and increase your mental power right those people especially Mm -hmm tend to kind of drift over into the cult lane quite a bit yeah i knew a guy that he worked for a uh, used car lot in maine and his boss sold some sort of supplement and had everybody there Mm -hmm. selling it and they would hold meetings business meetings every morning before work for the supplements not the car lot and the guy I knew didn't want to do it. He, he was like, I'm not interested in selling them, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to earn my paycheck, blah, blah, blah. Fired. Let go. Holy cow. All those people that he worked with turned against him because he wouldn't sell the supplements. And he said, you know, I, I attended like a couple of the meetings because I'd just be there, mm-hmm. you know, going to work. And he said that it got very religious sounding whenever they had started in about mm-hmm. these supplements and everything and yeah we need everybody in the world selling these supplements and oh my gosh yeah it's just kind of weird yeah and i've seen a lot of those over time there used to be a company i don't know if it's still around called herbalife where it was some yeah, elixir that. and they had like a giant bottle and like it was like a giant 3d bottle on a pole out in front of their company next to the highway oh my God. and i knew a couple that uh they're friends with my family that sold that stuff and they're Mm -hmm. always trying to push it on people oh yeah yeah weird stuff i have yeah 
I have people that contact me. It's like, it's always that one girl that contacts you. Like, you never talked to her in high school. <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with you in high school. Hey, girl, how you been? Oh, my God, your kids are so cute. We definitely have to catch up. So I'm selling for blah, 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 blah. It could change your life. I know you're tired. You're a mom. You're just exhausted all the time. This will change your life. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no. And all they want you to do is recruit more people. Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Or a commercial multi-marketing cult. <laughs> Take no offense pick. to all of those who sell those products. Then you have new age cults. Those are fun. <laughs> they use crystals. I mean, like, <laughs> so I just recently started kind of like educating myself on crystals and such. Just I wanted to know what 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 was to it. Like, why why are so many people into this? So I've mm -hmm. started educating myself. But this is like so this is very different from. It's okay to believe in these things, but these people, the new age cults, take it extra. So mm -hmm. again, they go, they're extra, and that's what makes them kind of culty. So they are founded on the belief in the you are God philosophy, in power through internal knowledge and wanting to know the future or finding the quick fix. So often the leader presents him or herself as mystical an ultra-spiritual being, a channeler, a medium, or a superhero. Uh, these groups, more so than any other types, tend to have female leaders. It's because we're witches. Uh, the members rely on New Age paraphernalia, such as crystals, astrology, runes, shamanic devices, holistic medicines, stuff like that, tarot, magic cards. I get friend requests <laughs> from these people all the time on Facebook. <laughs> So I do. I do. I mean, I do, too, but I'm because I'm part of certain groups on Facebook. Right. So like, That's what I'm saying. It's because I'm I mean, part I of invite it basically. But oh, yeah. So basically, these people are using. So it's not that they're into these things. That's OK to be into these things. Mm -hmm. It's that they use it to manipulate other people and and bring across that they are some they are more than they appear. And there's a lot of them. And that is what's scary. It's not that they, um, you know, that they can channel or, um, you know, talk to spiritual entities or do chakra adjustments or faith healing, anything like that. It's not that. It's that they try to manipulate people right. under them by having these special abilities. Right. Like, if you have a gift like that, that's amazing. Use it for good. Don't try to control an entire group of people as your what's the word acolytes yeah. I guess you know and and make them worship you for it which I, is what this is I think one of the main uh, ways of discerning hmm. uh, if this is a one of these types of <laughs> cults they will never accept somebody else joining and saying that they have the same abilities or yes. stronger abilities right. than the leader. Right. Yeah. They, the leader will position themselves as the only one mm -hmm. that has these abilities. Or they'll offer to teach you the ability. For a price. <laughs> for a price. But you never quite, get, you have to do all this before you gain ascension. And it's your fault that these things aren't happening that right. they promise you. Like you didn't atone enough so you right. don't get to do the thing. So then you have the scary ones that people are like, oh, my God. You know, um, back when Black Sabbath came out and anyone that killed anybody was <laughs> you just 
threw up the horns. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them in concert. They were badass. Um, but these are the ones that, like, for a certain time period, anyone that murdered anyone else, they were in a cult. Uh, Night Stalker. They said he was part of a cult. Yeah. He was in a satanic cult. Um, you know, there's just so many. I mean, technically, like those, the Ripper crew was a cult. Yeah, technically even though they it just were. had yeah. four members. <laughs> I mean, but those those teenage boys, remember? So there was a case. That, yeah. Yeah. So they were said to be in a satanic cult because they listened to heavy metal. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the actual stuff. Occults, satanic or black magic cults, are generated through the belief in supernatural powers and sometimes the worship of Satan. The leader professes to be evil incarnate. And honestly, after the Ripper Crew episode, I kind of believe him. There's nothing more evil than the things mm. he did, I don't think. Um, there's animal sacrifice and physical and sexual abuse are common. Some groups claim they perform human sacrifice. Uh, practices and influence techniques include exotic and bizarre rituals, secrecy, fear and intimidation tactics, acts of violence, tattooing or scarring. Cutting and blood rituals and sacrificial rituals or altars. Uh, part of this category that isn't necessarily a big deal here, mm -hmm. but in certain areas of the southern United States, voodoo cults. Mm -hmm. You know, they uh, it's voodoo, but mm -hmm. they, once again, go to the extremes, and uh, there's actually been some famous uh, serial killers that were heads of or members of voodoo cults that were doing these killings for the cult. And that's a good way to discern if it's a cult or not. I mean, just maybe. <laughs> um, I just had this idea, like, man, if you were a hitman and you could just, okay, you know what, we're just going <laughs> to, that rabbit hole, we're not going to go down. You're probably going to click me on this, but like the Aryan Brotherhood. Oh, no, I consider that a cult. I mean, that kind of thing is not that not that it's satanic or black magic, but that's just something that this the cutting and um, tattooing and scarring. Well, very much a racist cult. Well, yeah, clearly. Well, that was back up there. But still, um, the the tattooing and scarring. Yeah. I just I do know people who have scarred swastikas onto themselves, oh, yeah. multiple Branding. people and have had it had to have it removed because they wised up, thank God, later in life and. Um, but I, I do know that tattooing and scarring is a really big deal for any, actually any, I hope this uh, doesn't get us in trouble with like anyone. any hate groups coming after know, us, like, but I'm saying like, once again, uh, a lot of those type groups, racist groups, mm -hmm. target younger boys, mm -hmm. teenage boys because of the easy ability to influence them and everything. And it, you know, gangs in general do it. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe okay. some gangs are kind of cultish if you think about I it. I mean, if you think about it, it's... Especially, I mean, people say gangs and they think Bloods and Crips, but there's a lot more gangs. Like, if you look at, like, MS-13 mm -hmm. and some of, like, the Haitian groups that have gangs, like, there's religious undertones there for sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, influencing these young kids and... They come up thinking, and fortunately, one out of every however many grows up and makes it, doesn't get killed, right? and gets wiser and realizes, oh my God, what was I doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And they do try to make amends and get rid of, you know, the symbology that they have on their bodies and everything. 
but it's always the situation where you don't see a guy my age joining <laughs> groups like that. <laughs> Can you imagine if they try to recruit to somebody like right me? Now, and it's like, oh, that mental image. I needed that. I really did. Not as a tatted up Aryan. <laughs> saying, you know, like they're not going to approach a guy like me on the street and be like, hey, brother. I, d- I don't know. Okay. I'm not implying. Is that your best? Yeah. <laughs> that's, your Im- that's your imitation. <laughs> I was going to say something worse, so that's fine. Um, so, But you're right. The gangs. Okay, there's the charismatic leader. Yeah. The systems of control, systems of influence, usually initiation. You have to do this, this. You can't talk to this, this. Um, and then you have the us versus them attitude. You know, uh, those are classic signs and symptoms of a cult. We also have one-on-one or family cults. Yeah. Yeah. So these are based in the belief in one's partner, parent, teacher, above all else. Generally, an intimate relationship is used to manipulate and control the partner, children, or students, whatever, who believe the dominant one to have special knowledge or special powers. Often there are severe and prolonged psychological, physical, and sexual abuse. Practices and influence techniques include pleasure pain syndrome, promoting self-blame, induced dependency, induced fear and insecurity, enforced isolation, battering and other violent acts like incest and deprivation. So I watched a little thing. You know, I think it was like a little TikTok series. And this girl says like she comes on there and she admits she's like, I was part of a cult and I didn't even know it. So basically she was raised uh, in her family that her father is the be all end all of existence. All men are, you know, basically equivalent to god but her father and her family was the one that every single thing that they did was on his say every single thing that she was taught she was basically raised to be what everything that a man wants so she was raised to sew cook clean bear children be a good wife that was her sole purpose in life was to be a good wife and her father was like the head of the house and all of that and um she didn't think anything of it like she would go to church and she would do everything that she was supposed to she would dress modestly everything that she was supposed to do it wasn't until she went to college and she was telling a story about how at one time um he had tied her and her sister together because he wanted her sister to act more like her or something like that. Like it was a little above and beyond the normal (laughs) parenting thing that they were like, "Um, sweetie, you were in a cult. And she laughed it off. She was like, no, no, no. And then started telling them more. And they're like, sweetie, you were in a cult. And she finally, after years of therapy, realized, holy crap, like I was literally in a cult. And she says on there, like, it's this is why it's so scary is because it can you you don't know any different sometimes like this is this is all you've ever known or this seems completely normal because everybody else in the cult is doing it and then you you get what i call your your wake-up call and you realize this is not normal this is not okay this is this is bad and i've got to get out um i mean the same could be said like of an abusive relationship you know it's your reality this is what you do and then you just get that wake-up call like 
can't do this anymore. Like, this is not okay. Well, this is the, the video or the story or whatever you want to call it is what prompted the initial conversation between you and I about this. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, okay, well, we need to be really careful. Right. Because we do live in the heart of the Bible Belt. We do. And on the outside... If you were observing this family and not knowing what was going on behind closed doors, mm-hmm. a lot of people would just see this as like, well, they're just a really strict religious family. Right. They're just religious. They homeschool mm-hmm. all of that. And we've gotten some feedback from our listeners like you guys are against homeschooling and you yeah. think everyone that homeschools are freaks. Like, no, I've homeschooled my children. Yeah. Um, I have tons of friends who homeschool their children before COVID even hit. So, no, we don't believe that homeschooled kids are freaks. One of my best friends was homeschooled the first year that they made homeschooling a thing here in the state. Yeah, I I have friends that homeschool their kids, and then I had friends growing up that were homeschooled. That's not it. We're not saying that at all. We're, We're saying that. From the outside, you would think maybe this family was just very religious. I mean, there are situations, you know, I've known families similar to this that may have been this same sort of thing. And I just didn't know what, you know, because you only get to see whatever they show you. Right. So, like, in this particular case, it goes a little far whenever it's like, okay, well, the daughters are brought up how the father thinks that they should be right. the father is controlling every aspect of the family right they are homeschooled but on top of that the family doesn't own a television they don't own telephones they have no contact with the outside world right other than whatever father tells them yes and that was her and she, it was shocking yeah. honestly to me the most yeah. shocking thing was them allowing her to go to college exactly but they only did that so she could grow back into the cult. Yeah, they only did that so that she would be educated and mm-hmm. be a more attractive um, option for a man. Right. You know, for her future husband. Well, what so the she father could, thought was an attractive right, option. Right, so that she I could mean, be well-rounded and, you know, educated and ready, you know, to make her life as a wife. That was her goal in yeah. life, was to be the best wife But if possible. it wasn't for that, she... She may never had a wake-up call. Exactly. So, we, I mean, we have these where they do cut them off. They don't let them have, like, little friends in the neighborhood or they limit mm-hmm. the contact. Or if, if they do play with the other kids in the neighborhood, the parent supervises so that nothing is said or it's not noticed that how yeah. different they are. Um, that's what's so scary. That's what I'm saying. That's why I wanted to do this episode because we are going to cover some of the cults later we have a whole list of cults that we would like to cover their you know everything about them but i wanted to do this episode to tell you how scary cults really are we know how bad they can be right but the scariest part is that you may not even know that you're in one until it's too late well as far as our content is concerned we seek out subject matter and stories examples of that subject matter that do have some shock value to it right you know that that's what you're supposed to do as a podcaster Mm -hmm. however like i said you know this being that snake in the grass you Mm -hmm. know this being right in front of you you're not knowing that's kind of the point of this episode is like later on yeah we might do an episode on jonestown Mm -hmm. but it's not always jonestown 
Right. And more oftentimes than not, the cult is just something very small, under the radar, mm -hmm. doesn't make any waves. And is still functioning And today. is still terrifying and horrible and evil things are going on there. There are cults happening right now. There are cults out there and none of us know anything about it. Well, unless they break the law, nothing can be done about it anyway. Or someone gets out. And the people in the cult are the only ones mm -hmm. that can ever tell anybody what's going on to get them shut down. Pretty much. And they're typically brainwashed to where they'll never do that. No, exactly. Even people that get out are still in a situation where they can't tell on the cult right. and you know they're financially controlled or they have family members that are still in right you know yeah they use means of control um so the last one is called exactly what you were talking about earlier cults of personality not the song the what you yeah yeah Cults of personality are rooted in a belief that reflects the charismatic personality and interests and proclivities of a revered leader. Uh, such groups tend to revolve around a particular theme or interest, such as like, you know, martial arts, opera, dance, theater, whatever. Um, medicine, healing. Can you imagine an uh, opera cult? That would be horrible. <laughs> I'm I pretty sure Glee is a cult. Yeah. Pretty sure. All right. Practices and influence techniques include intense training sessions, rituals, blatant egocentrism, and elitist attitudes and behaviors. Now, I jokingly said that a certain community that we have been a part of for about 20 years may or may not be a cult. <laughs> I was just thinking Cobra Kai. Okay. Well, that's... But I would willingly be a part of that. I mean... Well, you said martial arts, though. I did. The old Cobra Kai, not the new Cobra yeah, Kai. Yeah. Johnny's Cobra Kai, not Johnny. Never mind. We're getting off that. We're going back to. <laughs> so the Bigfoot community has been called a cult many times. <laughs> and it's also been called a religion many times. Mm -hmm. And as a member of so said cult religion, I have been offended <laughs> both times either way. I just keep reading the definition and it's all that keeps coming up in my head. I'm sorry I offended you. Okay, so... <laughs> You're not offended by it? You just got done on a 4,000 round trip mile <laughs> super tour of the Bigfoot community. It's not the Bigfoot community. You're wearing a Bigfoot shirt right now from a Bigfoot cult. <laughs> it's not a cult. <laughs> okay, like... <laughs> The Bigfoot community. <laughs> we call it a community, first off. It's not a community. <laughs> I literally have had so many people tell me they hate that term. Um, it's just that. It, it's not in itself. It's There are certain people who trigger the cult leader definition. There are people out there that use other people's belief in bigfoot yes for their own for their terms of influence and and for their own uh goals yeah mischievous goals so like when it says elitist attitudes and behaviors listen there are there are those in 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 the uh bigfoot realm who have egos that are far larger than bigfoot and they use this to make a following and they they you they employ tactics to make a following and it's just, i i'm just i want to add an asterisk here stating the truth here i know for certain 
this exists in all fringe subcultures of belief. For sure, for sure. I just am not a member of those subcultures and know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. So we can speak on the Bigfoot world and what takes place within the internet realm and Bigfoot groups and researchers, enthusiasts, the whole schmear, the whole nine. We don't belong to the paranormal community at the same level or the UFO community at the same level or whatever community. Yes. But I know it's the same system. Yes. I have been told by somebody after complaining about certain aspects of the Bigfoot world, I have been told in no uncertain terms that the um, uh, uh, medieval, like the Renaissance fair people and, Mm -hmm. and that kind of, um, community mm-hmm. has the it's the exact same thing across the board. I'm sure it is every I'm, single thing that we do I'm sure every um, subculture has this so of course but I'm just saying we're speaking yeah on this and it's just, it's just I mean if the shoe fits thing. if the shoe fits if, that's all if, if the robe drapes <laughs> speaking of robes <laughs> can we please address the cult that is near and dear to our area the peacock commune Mm. yes so which i can't say without giggling apparently the peacock commune so i've been in the tulsa area for almost a decade okay like eight years how have i never heard about they're very good at their secrecy apparently is this like a well-known thing and i'm just like the only person that doesn't know about it uh it's well known in certain areas uh just outside of tulsa probably not that well known in tulsa but i did think of another cult just outside of tulsa (laughs) Um, how how do we have so many cults here (laughs) i mean think about it you know i mean i'm thinking we've got a lot of religious people here we do so the Peacock Commune. Peacock Commune. I heard about it whenever I was a wee little lad. Can we count how many times we can say Peacock? And sure. Just, okay. Um, That's like five. I'm not going to say where it exists. Hmm. Because it still exists. <laughs> it's Peacock just Commune. under a different name. But basically, my uncle told me about it, and he would have been knowledgeable on it. The, there was a place where... These members had a community off in the wilderness. Uh, They all lived together out on this compound or whatever. And they would wear white robes all the time, which this compound is in the wilderness Mm -hmm. and is also near a tourist hotspot for Oklahoma Mm -hmm. for wilderness enthusiasts. So an average person could run across these people in white robes in white robes out in the woods walking around at night um but they also owned a lot of white peacocks because their belief was that their uh transcendent beings who have passed on before them uh were reincarnated as white peacocks and that if a group leader died they too would be reincarnated as a so said white peacock. Now I don't know if they still do the peacock thing, but they're definitely still there. Oh my! God. Like I have found them on the internet. 
they actually have their own Facebook group. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's the modern times, you know, cults got to cults got to live. Now, there wasn't anything like So here's the thing with cults again. Not all of them necessarily are doing anything bad or harmful. Yeah. Except yeah. for a little mild brainwashing. <laughs> Like, this group wasn't, you know, like, known to, like, mm-hmm. force people to stay there or anything like right. that. They were just kind of a group of people who shared a belief that was taught to them by an individual at some point in time mm-hmm. that was very obscure. And they just well, followed that doctrine. unusual. That's the definition. It's yeah. just a tad much. Yeah. So I want to talk about who joins cults and why. The psychological aspect, because you know that's me and I get all excited and my little tail uh-huh. wags when we talk about psychological stuffs. And then I want to talk about the other TikTok video that we, that you made me watch. That I will never get that 20 minutes of my life back. That's a so, great video. It, mm, it made me want to bathe and shave myself head to toe is all it, five times. That's what it made me want to do. It made me literally want to go buy a pack of razors and a body wash. Okay. (laughs) No offense to anybody who lives that lifestyle. So there's no particular psychological profile associated with cult involvement, right? Because there's so many different types of cults. Right. There are clinical experiences that strongly suggest that certain features, situational or developmental, appear to make people a little bit more receptive to cult sales pitches, including a high level of stress or dissatisfaction, lack of self-confidence, gullibility, the desire to belong to a group or just to belong, naive idealism, fulfillment, the cult provides something they're missing in their lives, Mm -hmm. Cultural disillusionment, sorry, disin, yes, disillusionment, um, and frustrated spiritual searching. So these are things that are featured prominently in people who might be susceptible to being part of a cult. Easily hypnotized. Can we add that one to the list? Uh, Believes magic is real? You know, um, the cultural disillusionment. So... With everything going on in our country today and how honest to God, how crappy things are and how it feels sometimes like literally when I watch the news, which I don't really do. But if it's like shoved in my face and I have to like look at the TV, it just feels like it's like the end of the world because shit's bad right now in America. Shit's bad. I wouldn't say America. Yeah, the world. But really, (laughs) I mean, America, like, it's it's bad. Oh, yeah, Um, it's definitely bad in America. Everybody hates everybody. Everybody connected to America is also having a bad time. Yeah. But, like, if you scroll through Facebook, it's just, it's full of hate and misery and negativity. So, we have this group on TikTok. Oh, I have no way of. There's a group. (laughs) So here's the deal. Well, no, I can't even, you know, okay, I'm just going to wrestle the bear. I I couldn't see, I mean, jump on the gator. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. This group of young individuals, 
and I say young, I 20-somethings. Yeah. At least the majority of them. I didn't see everybody in the group. Uh, basically said, to hell with society, we're going to go live off the grid and be this peaceful group of people that just provides for ourselves. Yeah. Not going to bother anybody. They're self-sufficient. Yeah. They're um, peaceful, you know, and it's called the garden. Yes. Um, now, with that being said, whenever I was younger, you would refer to these people as hippies. Mm-hmm. And there's been thousands of these groups before, especially in California. Mm-hmm. It's just an off-the-grid farm, yeah. basically. A community. Mm-hmm. Commune. Right. That's fine. <laughs> They're living off the grid. They shunned civilization's um, requirements. Right. The difference being that this group embraced modern times and started posting TikTok videos of their like day-to-day lives. They decided to attract more people to their commune by using TikTok. They used, um, well, they gave out their location and a TikTok user showed up because they have an open door policy. Everybody's Mm -hmm. welcome here. Right. So a TikTok user showed up and the light bulb kind of went off, uh, hooked up to the crank generator or whatever they use to power the place. (laughs) And they said, hey, we can use TikTok as a platform and invite other people and this will just be a huge thing and it'll blow up. I can't believe you just said that with a straight face. That was (laughs) freaking, that was on, that was legit. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. That was, that was good. So they started making more and more TikTok videos. Uh, The young redheaded gentleman from scotland or wherever he's from not america i, I never His understood accent, that i yeah. didn't either um but one of the opposers to the group on tiktok called him the ed sheeran wannabe you know, I, I laughed at that actually. i thought it was freaking hilarious yeah. okay um i don't really understand i think he was probably somebody who <laughs> i can't say that <laughs> I mean, it's I very can. hard to be i nice. can it's just being very judgmental it's like, like his parents sent him to Berkeley and he decided to drop out and do this instead yeah. whenever he got here from the country he's from. Okay, and I'm not bad-mouthing what they're doing. Like, no, I, I, I don't care. I embrace being self-sufficient, being off the grid. Those are very appealing ideas to me. Yeah, right? you're, you're one of those people, for I, sure. I am. I, you know, Ted Kaczynski, I was just like, yeah. I mean, like, I get where he's coming from up until the bomb part. I really, I honestly, it kind of resonated with me, and it was a little nerve-wracking there for a little bit. But honestly, like, his his, his manifest, yeah. okay, whatever. Going off on a tangent. Basically, like, what I'm saying is these people, they didn't have the wrong idea. It's just that. Oh, they had the wrong idea. <laughs> other TikTokers went out there and experienced it firsthand not just that guy other people and they came back and they were like don't do it it's a cult don't do it here's where i have to tread lightly as an older person i don't feel like an older person but i know there is definitely some sort of generational gap between myself and the average tiktok user Mm -hmm. to me tiktok is like a lot of other social media platforms where you have it as the majority being younger people. Mm-hmm. Facebook is more people my age. TikTok, younger group. Snapchat, even younger than that. However, I spend a lot of time on a social media platform called Twitch. Mm-hmm. That also is filled with younger people. 
who are very cult-like in mentality. Mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest flaw to their logic of, hey, yeah, we'll just post on TikTok and have it an open-door policy and invite other TikTokers here. They didn't understand, like, you understand how toxic people on TikTok are, don't you? Right. On social media in general. They're, and the yeah. younger you get down the platform, the more toxic it becomes absolutely true so i don't know what happened when these other tiktokers went there this video was a mini doc produced by vice Mm -hmm. so you know vice is just kind of telling the story from both sides or whatever the only thing the only issue that was ever really brought up was the concern over it being an open door policy and them not like doing background checks on people that they were letting in there. And there's like criminals and people that are kind of shady that are there. Which they address in the documentary. Right. Like they address it. They say we do background checks, um, but we also give second chances, but we also have like a zero tolerance policy. If you do such and such, you're out. Yeah. You're done. And apparently one of the people that they kicked out, was one of the disgruntled people that said this is a right. this is a cult. But it only takes one on social media. It only takes one. So the thing that re- so there was like this TikTok um, person person them they there I do not know their name. <laughs> they um they basically made it their entire life's work to take like take the garden and and convince everyone that it's a cult and at one point they made this viral video of there's the there's this certain female at the cult uh, at the garden (laughs) (laughs) freudian slip my bad so she wears a skinned cat (laughs) and so the the mean tiktoker goes off and mean i'm sorry the the opposing the opposing tiktoker thank you she they (laughs) um they pronouns are so hard for me and i'm not disrespectful it's just that i'm I'm too slow to make it work brain mouth coordination so they made a video saying they eat cats out there and skin them and wear them and all of this which in my opinion did this make you mad I mean, I'm just, at, I mean, we haven't, yeah. we haven't discussed it yet. Yeah. Uh, prior to right now. Right. But the opposing viewpoint side. Right. That person. Yeah. Once the information started coming out in the documentary, everything was just making me mad. Like yeah. this was extremely misleading. And yes. the person that was doing all this stuff even admitted that they were just doing it to make their videos yes. go viral. Yeah. Like that person said, Hey, um, Yeah. Like, I realize now that this is this and this could have been taken out of context. So, um, yeah, I just I just had to keep it going because it was it was, you know, I was getting so many followers. I mean, they even said I used the word cult because I knew it would draw more views. I don't think that they're a cult. And the person, the the girl in the thing, um, she explained, she said, uh, you know, there was a cat that was attacking their chickens. And that's their livelihood or, the, you know, how they eat or those chickens. So they had to take care of the cat. You a, know, a feral cat, not a feral cat. cat. Yeah, this was not a house cat. It was a feral cat and it was attacking their livestock. And so they had to take care of it. But they don't believe in waste. So they put the cat in the stew and she took the hide and made a 
I think a hat out of it and it she said it was perfect because it fit right under her chin and snapped and I was like um which see <laughs> that part is why you were being called a cult right <laughs> This whole part should have probably been left off TikTok. It really, the whole thing should have been probably left out of the documentary. But they let her go with it. And then she's like, oh, look, and I have a skirt made out of my pet dog that got hit by a car. Here's his tail. And she made the tail into a fan. Yeah. And she said it still wags like he's happy watch. Yeah. I'm like, sweetie, you're the reason. But she but she also admitted, that that woman also admitted that when she does her lives out there, that they that she also sent like she said i don't hold back because you know it gets us more views once again shock value sells whenever it comes to Um, media platforms uh now that all may sound very shocking and horrible Mm -hmm. i get it i personally would not intentionally dine on a cat outside of survival purposes feral or otherwise you said dine on a cat (laughs) (laughs) well i'm just saying however it should also be pointed out that this garden place took place in a rural part of tennessee Mm -hmm. and in rural areas it is perfectly legal Mm -hmm. if a predator comes onto your property and causes harm to your livestock or anything you have the right to kill it And a lot of people are okay with that and will not hesitate because it's me or them. Right. That's my food source. Yeah. Or, you know, they're going to kill everything. So I I know a lot of people would be like, oh, my God, well, they shouldn't have killed the cat to begin with. Right. But that's one person's opinion versus somebody else's opinion. These Mm -hmm. people weren't acting outside of the law. And if you are going to do it, I guess... It is better, in theory, to eat the cat and use whatever you can from the cat. Yeah. So the the part that got me about the garden, it's not that they're off-grid. It's not that they used all parts of the dog and cat or whatever. The things that were cultish to me was that they referred to civilization as Babylon. Yeah. Which was a little hinky. And then they have a dirt church yeah. that is like a shed with a dirt floor and he said this is where we go to worship the dirt because without the dirt we could not have the plants that we have and i i get worshiping the earth very Mm -hmm. pagan very um we worship the mother nature and the earth that gives us life you know that's fine i can i can i can get with that yeah you go go whatever but he said we worship the dirt in this specific shed we go to worship the dirt because it gives us what we need. Just the way he said it. It wasn't what he said. It was how he said it. And I remember stopping the video and messaging you. And I'm like, dirt church? Yeah. Really? And then calling the civilization Babylon. It was just very. There's definitely some some weird undertones that would leak out every now and then. Yeah. That like I could see how they would be called a cult or, you know, whatever. I could see it. I could, they were refuting it and giving, you know, oh, that was just taken out of context. Ha, 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 ha. But then little things like that would leak out. And I'm like, uh. But if I go to somewhere and start living on this piece of property off the grid, and then I get on social media and tell everybody I'm doing it and invite other people to do it mm-hmm. with me, and now we have a group of people doing it, and we're making up our own laws and our own rules, Yeah, I know that they're going to think I'm a cult. I'm going to expect that from day one. 
I w- I'm, but I'm not going to go on TikTok and make little jokes about it and be yeah. like, where they're like passing around the Kool-Aid. Hey, yeah. guess what? That was used to murder people. Yeah, that was a little disrespectful. That's not funny. <laughs> like, and for me saying that, that's a lot because I'm pretty freaking disrespectful yeah. sometimes. Um, yeah, that was a little much. Um, I thought it was interesting that, you know, they brought up that... Um, uh, what was it? CPS had been called out there because they do have children out there. Uh-huh. Um, and then like animal uh, animal control and stuff like that, I guess, had yeah, come animal out. Animal welfare. Yeah. Um, about the cat. And they explained, you know, and, and they were given a go. Like they were yeah. given the green light. But um, it was just, I don't know. There were just undertones to stuff that, you know. And on the other side, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Things get said. Things get posted on the Internet. And it gains numbers. It goes viral. Mm-hmm. People join in. Just, I hate to say it, but almost to bully the people. Mm-hmm. It, it's their chance. They want to be part of this group. Right. You know, and they feel like they're doing the right thing and they're, you know, part of something. And it almost ends up becoming the thing that they're speaking out against, you know? And like this person, like you said, made it their personal vendetta. Or whatever. Right. And admitted, I wasn't getting any views before, and now I get all these views. And Yeah. Okay, well, then you have problems that you might need to talk to somebody about instead of trying to worry about and ruin what these people are doing right. without any knowledge. Because one of the things that really stood out to me, they were in Tennessee in an area that's predominantly white. Mm, yeah. And they pointed out that this garden place is in close proximity to two towns that are known as sundown towns Mm -hmm. i'm not going to explain what a sundown town is look it up it's horrible it's Mm -hmm. outdated right whatever yeah but this group of people living at the garden was multiracial right there was all different kinds of races of people living there Mm -hmm. they were not a racist group right so there's no reason to bring that up Unless you're trying to use it as a weapon to paint them as racist, to get people to hate them. And they did. They brought that up. They used it against him. And he said, um, one of the guys said, there's no call for that because that doesn't exist here. Yeah. He said, I'm sure there are sundown towns. He's like, but that's not, that doesn't exist here. Right. And um, I mean, he was just very like, there's no need to even talk about that. You know, he. And I think a lot of it just had to do with. Uh, the way that they were approaching their beliefs by creating this community or whatever off mm-hmm. the grid versus how this person is expressing themselves or whatever right. about their beliefs by using social media. It was just they didn't relate to each other. They right. were on the same side. Mm-hmm. Would this group even been attacked if they had been in California? Instead of Tennessee. I think, I don't know, it's... I mean, I hate to say that, I, Well, but... I think it was that one disgruntled TikToker that got kicked out of the group, and then the cat thing, and I think it just, like, sent people over the edge. What people don't understand, what they fear, they ridicule. That's what people do. I mean, how can you call it dangerous if nothing dangerous has ever happened there? How that dangerous is of. something right, but I mean that we know of though. Maybe maybe the dirt church is where they put the bodies of the people that you know, we don't know. I don't know. I'm well, I did find it funny that the dirt church started out as the shed where people went to bang. 
Really? Yeah, I missed that part. That's what he said. He said, well, it's basically a shed where everybody used to go and have sex. And we just started there. calling it the dirt church. And then he went into the worshiping the dirt and everything. I missed that part. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I missed that part. And just own personal opinion from seeing the people in the video and everything yeah yikes yeah i'm not kidding after i watched it like i literally wanted to go take a shower and shave yeah my entire body let's just say i don't think she just had dreadlocks on her head okay <laughs> yikes so, <laughs> yikes and this was my other pet cat <laughs> so so the internet and cults how easy it is especially over the internet because i think about it over this past you know i drove 5000 i drove 5700 miles in the past 3 weeks from oklahoma around the west coast back to oklahoma insane with two kids by myself two young kids two young kids during we, the heat wave <laughs> during yeah the heat wave of like armageddon of the pacific northwest apparently so I met tons of people that I knew online, but had never met in person before. And I went to these events, one of which is literally 45 minutes before you even get to the place, you lose signal and you don't get it back. And it's windy mountain roads. And then there's this little campground in the middle of a field in the middle of these mountains 45 minutes past nowhere where this event is held and you don't have signal the entire time. It's literally a bunch of Bigfoot people getting together and it's called Beachfoot and they have like there's live music at night and there's presentations and like everybody just hangs out and they go to the river and catch crawdads. Okay, but that seriously had the potential to be a culty thing. Oh, for and sure. So what I'm saying is like... If but, anybody had said, all right, time to take everybody's clothes off, <laughs> like right then, you knew that it was going to change. All right, she brought the sacrificial lambs. <laughs> yeah. Here's, the moon you know. has risen, clothes off. <laughs> you know? So like, so we have this situation. I, I'm sorry. I don't know why, but I'm glad that you went. <laughs> yeah. Because you have put to rest some fears that I've always thought that Beachfoot was just a giant Bigfoot orgy. <laughs> <laughs> One of the swingers clubs. Just a, I have a heard, swingers club for Bigfoot people. I have people. heard about these Bigfoot swingers club. Maybe it is a swingers club. And because I had my kids with me, nobody told me about the festivities after everyone goes to bed. I yeah, don't know. They're like, Lauren's here. All right. Oh, she brought her kids. <laughs> I highly doubt that. I mean, maybe everybody went down to the river after I went to bed <laughs> and they just like worshipped the moon and each other. I don't know. Whatever. But there are. Listen. And. There are Bigfoot swingers clubs that I have found out that exist, but I've never been invited to be a part of one. So I'm. I'm <laughs> well, I think we have a new subject for an episode because <laughs> that is frightening. Pineapples and flamingos. That's all I'm going to say. It's apparently a thing. OK, so anyways, that had the potential Beachfoot, not the other thing, to be pretty bad, like pretty scary because about the time I started losing signal, I was like, oh, my God. So I drive out there and the coordinates on the invitation <laughs> took me. <laughs> yeah, you have to be invited. So uh, the coordinates on the invitation took me to a field. Matt, look at me. Look me in the no. eyes. I have to tell you this. There was this clearing and there were all these vans, minivans, passenger vans, vans with like 
air conditioning units in them and stuff in a circle in this field. And I pulled up and I immediately start cussing. And my kids are like, what? And I said, please, dear God, don't let that be Beachfoot because I will <laughs> literally drive my ass back to Oklahoma. Uh-uh. I mean, it was it was straight up some hills have eyes stuff. It was scary. So then I turned around and I was like, we're going to drive back this way for a little bit and see what we see. And I finally got to an area, a little campground and I was like, I was looking and I was like, okay, if I see a Bigfoot sticker, I'll be okay. And about the time I pulled off the thing, I saw Beachfoot this way, private, you know, no one else but the people, whatever. But I was terrified. I was so terrified. Like, oh my God, like this is going to be a really, and Bigfoot people are weird. I'm weird. I'm into Bigfoot. I get it. Yeah. But like, I was terrified this was going to be like a, a whole nother level of unusual. Like some midsummer stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was nervous. So, anyway, it had the potential to literally be not a good situation, culty commune, what the hell. But I'm just saying, like, there are other things, like, on Facebook, on the internet, you can be part of these groups and you finally get to go to a meetup and you're in that situation. The internet and social media could be used as a recruitment tool for a cult how oh, i mean so scary to even think about that and then another thing that i wanted to cover was after a cult is busted right mm -hmm. they're outed this horrible thing happened some people are like okay well that's done the cult's gone away now no a lot of times the cults just rename and yeah. move and still function elsewhere. Yeah. So how terrifying is that? That you think of like the Branch Davidians, like, whoa, Waco happened, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. Right. How many spinoffs were there of that group? Well, like I said, you had all these very smart university professors mm -hmm. saying that the main defining line is the time. You just got to give them time and see what they turn into. Yeah. Okay, well, part of that is the leader dies or is martyred because they like to be martyrs mm -hmm. and the cult disbands but that's not always the case mm -mm. uh there was one i think they're called the israelite the brothers of israelite or the brothers of israel or something like that they had started out as a cult in like brooklyn and there was a girl that was talking about it and she said none of my uncles or aunts will ever even talk about it she said but now they've moved and they're like in texas she said and it's they're called something else now yeah it's just absolutely terrifying at this point i'm sure more than a few of you have s sat and said am i part of a cult yes you are <laughs> here are the signs that you're in a cult some of the signs you don't have a key to the lock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> the lock is on the inside. The Kool-Aid tastes funny. Okay. You only have one van and 20 people. <laughs> okay. Signs you're in a cult. Some of them. One, opposing critical thinking. So they oppose critical thinking. Like, you can't think for yourself. Don't do it. Don't think too hard on this. Just accept it. Two, isolating members and penalizing them for leaving. Three, emphasizing special doctrines outside of scripture. Like you can, you can only sleep with me. You can't sleep with your husband. Four, seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leaders. Five, dishonoring the family unit. Six, 
crossing biblical boundaries of behavior, you know, versus sexual purity and personal ownership. <laughs> Seven, separation from the church. That's a scary one, I think. Mm-hmm. To me, that scares me. I don't know. If it's a religious thing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah, the Baptist church, you know, they preach all this. Come to my church where it's this. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. We're like the Baptists, but we also dance with poisonous snakes. <laughs> well, after hearing about cults and hearing your checklist, I have come to the conclusion of two things. Oh, dear. Number one, I need to get out of the Bigfoot community fast. <laughs> 20 years later. (laughs) Number two. This is his wake-up call. There's more than one way to skin a cat. (laughs) On planet fear. On planet fear. As always, we thank you for listening. Please don't forget to give us a five-star review and a like. Also, check out our other social media sites for new content. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next time on Planet Fear.